0: I was at a a networking event recently and someone was going, Yeah, we've got this um, non binary man at work. And I was like, Right, so there's the (laughs) the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but he, he, they, whatever they want to call themselves, has got a beard. So, how can you be non binary if you've got a beard? So, you have to really unpack all of these stereotypes.
1: Hello, hello, hello! Hello! Hi guys and welcome to episode 179 of the Tutis Podcast. I am Nana. And I am Ro. And together we are Tutu! Today we have a special guest in the building. Yes. Welcome to Tutu's. Oh, it's no Tate. Much. How you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm great. I think I'm all right. Yeah, 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 I'm good. I'm feeling good. Yeah. Do you know what, Tate? I had a rough night. Oh yeah. yeah. And morning. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I have walked in here. I feel great. So thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. The energy I'm. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it is. It actually is. Yeah. You have good energy. It's just like it's you know when you haven't met someone. So yeah, obviously we do this podcast every week and we have guests. Some of them we know. Some of them we don't know. Yeah. But like when you haven't met someone, you're like, oh, what's The vibe gonna be like so. Like this is a good. This This is trust me. This is a good one. (laughs) This is good energy. This is a good energy. Yeah. (laughs) So, but it's nice to have you on the show. Like. So you're an, you're an activist. You're a trans activist. You're a speaker. Mm. You, you consult as well. Yeah. Like you do. Doing it all.
0: You're doing it all. Yeah, I am. I, I don't know how. Quite, quite honestly, <laughs> yeah. But I thank uh, testosterone for giving me that energy. Your energy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So let's get into it. Like, how did you get into the work that you do today? Yeah. And talk about the journey through where to work up to where you are now.
0: Yeah. Good question. I mean. I started as a legal secretary. That was my oh. trade, as it were. So I flopped A-levels really bad. Mm. Oh, yeah. and I had one year left until you have to pay as an adult learner at 19, which is just oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was flipping desperately through the college brochure and it was hair and beauty, plumbing or legal secretary. Yep. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'm good at English and I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can type fast. Yeah. yeah. So why don't I do that? And that set me on a whole whole different path, got me out of a really disadvantaged background. Mm. And then I was happy doing that. But obviously at the same time working, I thought, OK, I'm ready to transition because mm-hmm. I'd come out in my teens. And then I went back into the closet and I thought, I'm ready now. I'm earning money. Let mm-hmm. me go for it. Mm. But I saw that there was no out trans men. I mean, in the media, in corporate spaces, Mm -hmm. particularly, there was no one for me to look up to. I Mm -hmm. mean, there was no one for me to look up to really from a social mobile background, Mm. let alone trans or LGBT. And I started transitioning Mm -hmm. and then... I think someone just saw that I was good at public speaking and said, why don't you do a lunch and learn? It was whilst I was in the law firm. Oh, your lunch and
1: and learns. Yeah. Remember those? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And they said, you know, just just go for it. You know, what's the what's the worst that can Mm -hmm. happen? Yeah. And I delivered it actually nearly four years to the day, 19th of February 2020. Oh, wow. Wow. I didn't spoke, you know, to a crowd uh, mm-hmm. Since I was about fifteen, because mm-hmm. I used to do public speaking competitions in secondary mm-hmm. school, because I was really popular. You okay, because really, okay, okay. <laughs> that was the cool thing to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> paid off. Look, yeah. At I mean, it did. Yeah. Because, uh, it, I mean, it came easy. Cause mm-hmm. I was talking about myself, and yeah. at that time, I think I was about eight months since I started taking testosterone. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I mean, all the aesthetic changes were happening. Mm. But I was also starting to feel the effects of male privilege mm. and um. toxic masculinity. So when I sat there, like building out the PowerPoint, I remember I thought I've got so much to offer here. Yeah. yeah. Rather than just going, hey, I'm coming out. I'm the trans person <laughs> at the workplace. Ask me whatever you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew there and then mm-hmm. sort of what the beginnings of my brand were going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm. Were. Um, and then I really just fell into it, and I was very fortunate that I had some sort of following on LinkedIn. Um, being quite an outspoken, you know, twenty-year-old, mm. and then um, I started posting more and more about my transition, mm. just commenting on news stories, and then other law firms wanted me to come in, right. and mm. then I got put in a really big legal magazine called Legal Week. Yeah, you know there. that one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then that kind—it of, all just snowballed. All in the mm. pandemic, and then because mm. okay. I. was able to do virtual panels. Yeah. It went global as well. Yeah. And you know, it's a very very small world the world of diversity and inclusion <laughs> within law <laughs> and right. within corporate spaces <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and there's not many trans speakers still to this day. So I was really coming into it very yeah. fresh so ev- every everyone wanted, w- wanted you. Yeah. Yeah. was very fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um but what happened was I was doing this all doing my advocacy, mm-hmm. doing the speaking, the lunch and learns, the panel, sometimes mm-hmm. taking annual leave, yeah. sometimes rushing from the office. Oh, because you're, of you're still working? In the mm. Yeah, you know, I've got a flat to pay for on mm. my, my transition. Mm-hmm. And uh, it all came to a head, I think, about two years ago where I realised... People want me to come back and do policies mm-hmm. oh, to yeah. help them yep. with transitioning mm-hmm. and what that looks like in their workplace. Yep. That
1: is amazing. So yeah. I already
0: identified that gap in that mm-hmm. market. And I mean, I've never really been business savvy. I didn't mm-hmm. do business studies at school. Mm-hmm. I didn't like watch The Apprentice or anything. <laughs> like, but over the yeah. years, I've like yeah. really... Honed that in, and I thought there's a gap there. But it took me a year to pluck up the courage mm. because I couldn't leave that safety net of, of having a law. job. And I really enjoyed it. I yeah. really enjoyed working for lawyers. You know, like I said, I came from a very poor, disadvantaged background. Where are you so from? I'm from Essex. If mm. you can, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, still I'm like, bad. yeah <laughs> it's still there. It comes out more yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just, yeah, very, very poor, very mm. working mm-hmm. class. Yeah. To be amongst all these very important people, and I ended up working for a politician at one point, mm. uh, was just overwhelming for me. And yeah. to be able to speak and start driving change and getting CEOs of like the biggest law firms in the world and managing partners mm-hmm. to go, you've made me reconsider masculinity. That's amazing. And That's was, crazy. Like, I've yeah. got to do something yeah. with this. Yeah. So last year I made the decision to go off on my own, yeah uh, go freelance and at the moment I'm setting up a, a, a business, hard launching it mm-hmm. and yeah, I've love set that. this set this path for That is
1: amazing. Yeah. I, I love that honestly, yeah. I do love that because we do need people like you in those spaces, mm-hmm. especially in corporate spaces, yeah. not yeah. only to change policy, but you we always say you cannot be what you cannot see. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if people can see a trans man like them in that space, mm-hmm. they could be more inclined to go into those spaces well,
0: as that's well. That's it. And mm-hmm. the sad thing is is whenever I do these lunch and learns, I always get people coming up to me to say, uh, you know, thank you, that was great. Or I get people coming out to me. Every single lunch and learn I do, I get mm-hmm. at least six wow. to ten trans men wow they were not out in that workplace. What? are you serious big number big number they come up to me and they say you know i'm sort of like oh i'm a trans man as well wow. but like I'm, i don't think about
1: no i've never
0: really thought about because like, we have well we have stealth privilege and for mm. your listeners i mean going stealth going back into the closet mm-hmm. but for mm. us trans men mm-hmm. you know some of us we can just get a haircut Mm. take a bit of testosterone Mm -hmm. and we look incredibly masculine already yeah so once that transition is completed after five to six years we don't need to tell you we're trans we can go back into the closet but with trans women there's a lot more that goes into the transition you know it's not just hormones Mm -hmm. you need to have cosmetic surgeries or whatever aligns with your identity Mm. um and that there's a whole thing around passing and looking yeah. male as well. Yeah. So we have that privilege to go back into the closet, mm-hmm. and this is what what happens to these trans men and mm. in the workplace. But I can't imagine the conversations they must be privy yeah. to and having to keep quiet. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you know what I've? So I've worked in, I've worked with a
1: trans man twice. All right. So on my last job, um, there was a trans man who worked there, but they were like pretty so and the conversation around their trans is always conversation about them being trans mm. and it was always when they weren't around so whether it's a smoking area in a canteen mm. or or maybe when they were even off um, from work and they would always have questions and i was like why don't you just ask them yeah. <laughs> when they're at work <laughs> like just ask them and they eventually stopped talking around around me because they could see that this is not a safe space mm. to talk about things like that yeah in the way you're speaking about mm. it and um and prior to that, I worked with another... He's been on the podcast before, um, Tyler. Mm-hmm. And we were both bus drivers. And everyone at work thought that he was my brother. And we didn't know each other. They just thought that we were brothers. And we ended up being like work besties in the end. And I didn't know that he was even trans until I just... I bumped into him at Black Pride. I was like, what are you doing here? I'm <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah! I was like, what are you doing here? He was like, I'm trans! I was like, I was like, what? But literally, I just saw what I see at work every day. We're always, you know, the bus drivers, you're like through the window. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, so that was the first time I worked with somebody who was even queer. Mm. So I was like elated. And then then there's a gay guy at work that came out to us afterwards. We saw him at the same Black Pride. And, but I did work with a trans woman once um, as well. And that was a whole different experience, as you're saying. That was a whole different experience because they came out in the workplace, and um, I used to do the. I used to do the shuttle. I, can't tell you, I had loads of jobs. Mm-hmm. I used to do the shuttle um, run yeah. on the in the van. I just he- I, And I used to hear so many conversations, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't believe like how many conversations they were around how to address her. Mm. And, oh. and I just used to be like, yeah, it's her. And I've, I used to insert myself in the yeah, conversation. I just, yeah. I'd be like, it's her. Yeah. It's okay. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like, oh, fair enough. I mean, <laughs> Do you know? Honestly, so ridiculous. Today, like I was, I went to Dalston Market, Really Road Market, and I went to the hair shop. Mm-hmm. And as I was coming out, there were these two trans women who were looking at the wigs at the front. Yeah. And then beyond them, like I looked past them and there was this guy just stood in the middle of Really Road Market looking at these women with his mouth open and I watched him watch them for a while then I went up to him and I said mind your business and mm. he was so shocked yeah that I said that he was just like <laughs> yeah he was just staring so hard mouth open it really pissed me off mind your business yeah they've got nothing to do with you yeah. Yeah. they don't they don't affect you in any way no. do you know yeah. what I mean and just no. stuff like that just really grates me. Yeah it does and you know we'll talk about inclusive language mm. and I feel like that's a common thread in all these situations. Yeah. So when it comes to inclusive language like how what would you advise people in work places, how to uh, like just address their colleagues and things like that or even like some just, of the like, policy ask, like, yeah. ask the person that, mm-hmm. always
0: ask because you know you don't know someone might like to use she and they interchangeably. Mm-hmm. you know pronouns are specific to that person not just on gender expression as mm. we know and a lot of people get really confused about that like I was at a, a networking event recently and someone was going yeah we've got this um, non-binary man at work yeah. and I was like right so there's the f- <laughs> <That's a> problem <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah but he he they whatever they want to call themselves has got a beard so how can you be non-binary if you've got a beard so you have to really unpack all of these stereotypes and these learned behaviors Mm -hmm. of what a man and a woman and say like neutral looks like Mm -hmm. um but the common question i get is oh i don't know what to say so i just don't say anything at all Mm -hmm. like what, what do i do and it's like I I have to have some level of empathy because I'm an educator. Mm -hmm. I'm insulting these people, right? Mm -hmm. But we're all adults here. You know, if something breaks down in our homes, like a dishwasher or something, and we don't know how to fix it, we go and Google the mechanics of it. So if you don't understand the trans lived experience or, okay, yeah, I get trans men, but what happens to trans women just go away and Google, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and then that that will make you feel more comfortable, and then you won't be as scared and going, "Oh, can I? Mm-hmm. Can I call her? She?" and mm-hmm. things like that, because that is still so common to this day. Yeah, um, but you you have to ask the the person. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be afraid. Um, and what what harm can come with you going? Do you mind if I check your pronouns? Yeah, you don't need to go. What hormones and surgery have you had? Yeah. Which everybody <laughs> loves to ask as a follow up question. Believe, have you been asked? The most common three questions I get to this Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. I'm coming up to five years Mm -hmm. on tea. What do you have down there? How do you have (sighs) sex? And have you had the surgery? That is so invasive. It's so So invasive. invasive. Yeah. (sighs) You shouldn't ask a trans person a question. You don't want to answer yourself. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what goes through these people's. But I just where, think they're so yeah.
1: perverse. Like I, and the I thing know. is, it's so annoying because they look at the the LGBT community and they're just like, oh, these people are just like sexual freaks or whatever. Yeah,
0: you're the sexual freak <laughs> because you're, you're asking, asking on my right, yeah. why? 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 Where did that come from? I think yeah. you just said, hey, Tate, he, oh, I <laughs> yeah. think you're a trans guy. What you got down there? Yeah. I mean, why? Oh, why do you need to know? No. And what bothers me the most with the have you had the surgery? Mm-hmm. Mm. Is, is this policing of trans bodies mm. because it's like you aren't trans right. unless you've gone the full way. Mm. I'm not going to see you as a man unless you have a penis mm. and vice right. versa. So there's so much conflict there. Yeah. And and it makes me laugh a bit because when I go, sometimes I do throw people off and I go, no, I haven't. What are you mm-hmm. going to say about it? And mm-hmm. they go, oh, oh. You know, they don't realise top surgery is yeah. a thing. I've had someone ask me, like, do your boobs fall off? on <laughs> What? <laughs> Some people <laughs> what? <laughs> what, man? <That's> so crazy. <laughs> no what these are just crazy yeah. when you're out as i am uh-huh. right? life is an open q a yeah you, know? so you have to get used to it and luckily for me i have a sense of humor like, i was going like, to say how do you even protect yourself like laugh about it mm. you have to because the first couple of years of me transitioning you know you're trying to pass yeah you, you're trying to Present. You want people to respond to how you're feeling, right? And you're really overcompensating for it. I mean, I like, see. I thought I had to wear, you're going to laugh, links. Like, buy <laughs> a certain t-shirt. Yeah. Frown all the time. Yeah. Couldn't smile in photos. Yeah. Like, just hypermask. Listen to hip-hop. Like, yeah. I thought yeah. I had to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. And within the first couple of years, you know, you, you're you not confident in yourself, um, I've just completely forgot what your question was. <laughs> no, it's no, right. I was, I was, no. no, I, no.
1: But, do you know we do this all the time? We just go off. Yeah, we just go off. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Don't worry about
0: yeah. it. What's the original question? How, how do you protect yourself? Yeah. How do you protect mm. yourself? Um, yeah, I mean it's it's literally just just sense of humor because mm. when it when it's the first couple of years of your transition mm-hmm. You're not that confident in yourself. And you're so worried about passing mm-hmm. that you take everything to heart. Mm. So any time that I got misgendered, say, in prep or in hospitality, mm-hmm. it would ruin my entire day. Mm. I mean, it still does. Listen, any, if anyone ever called me she mm. or ma- madame stepped forward, mm-hmm. I would, I'd probably burst into tears. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, you there comes a certain point where you have to go – some people are just stupid. Yeah, mm. yes, that was silly. Yeah, and people who aren't trans get misgendered as well. Yeah, when I know,
1: had the short, yeah. when I was a bus driver, I get misgendered every day. Yesterday. Every single, oh, right. I had short hair Absolutely. when I was a bus driver though. Yeah. I had short yeah. hair and I was a lot more slimmer then. And I also obviously wore the men's uniform, so I used to get misgendered every every <laughs> half an hour. I got misgendered <laughs> on the buses, yeah. and they do they do it. Oh, sorry, I mean miss, and uh, that kind of. That kind of opened up my eyes to just not using gendered words to address people. Mm -hmm. Like saying, um, hello, sir, madam, and things like that. Because you just never know. You just never know. You You know? I
0: know. And when you're trans, it really opens you up to... You see just how gendered the world is. Mm. I mean, Imagine. obviously, I love being called sir. It affirms mm. my masculinity. It, For sure, it's yes, nice. yeah. Mm. Like it's, it's unnecessary. I hate when I go into a hotel or a restaurant and they go, sir, sir, sir. It's mm. okay, they're overdoing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, I mean, it's just best just mm. to refer to the person. On by their name yeah. Yeah. yeah there's no need for all this gendered language yeah I I there's so I much agree. of it as well
1: yeah i agree i remember when there was like some sort of announcement about them not using um what was it ladies and gents in the theaters like ladies and gents oh, there was a lot your... of discussion around that yeah, yeah, yeah please take your seats and it's just like it's not that deep like why
0: is everyone Say, fighting for these titles guests. right mm-hmm. yeah hello mm-hmm. everyone yes simple mm-hmm. hello all yeah People think that, it's, mm-hmm. you know what worries people is because they think we're going to come up with new terms yeah. and new language. Mm-hmm. And yeah, don't realise that we have been saying these words, gender neutral language mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. yeah, A lot of us have said, oh, you know, all right, mate, for years. Yeah. yeah,
1: even like when I was on the railway, I used to be a, um onboard supervisor. Mm-hmm. It's not one of my jobs. I loved it. One of my favorite jobs. <laughs> I think it was my favorite job outside of bus driving. Yeah. And um, I sort of saw obviously the announcements on the on the train, yeah. and they always just say, "Why don't you say, ladies and gents?" Because I, I just say good morning. I leave it there. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything afterwards. They were like, "Why don't you just say, ladies and gents?" This sounds more professional. Sounds nicer. I was like, "Well, what if there's persons? There's no ladies and gents. Mm-hmm. Like, what if there's something else?" Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh." God. You, One we, oh, yeah. you're, woke, you're woke. Woke is now a really bad word, like it's a word that's used to, you know, mm-hmm. insult people who it. are who want everyone to have like the same rights. <laughs> basically. Mm, but
0: if I want the same rights for people and i want to be mm-hmm. respectful mm-hmm. i'd rather be woke oh, yeah yeah but then the alternative yeah oh, sorry yeah. Yeah, so yeah i don't want to be like you i don't want to be like
1: whoever's behind the screen and there's so many people like especially online that yes. would just throw a lot
0: of hate mm. do you get do you get some hate like on instagram or um or it i positive? don't and i think i know why that is because i'm a trans man mm. because the hate is directed at trans women mm. and people uh fear trans women mm. because they don't take the time to learn about their experiences and we've been taught you know these these horrible misconceptions and stories about you know like men playing dress up mm. and you know they've always been depicted in media or film you know dressers as funny like, like, like that as murderers yeah. and these horrible mm. horrible characters mm-hmm. um and obviously, the lack of trans male representation is another story. But I think that that stayed with people. Mm-hmm. And when you don't take the time to understand something, you're going to be in fear of it. Yep. And people act out either with words mm-hmm. or unfortunately escalates into into violence, as yeah. seen recently, which I really don't want to see. Yeah, no. ever. No, ever
1: again. no it's just been too much of it, mm. yeah. too, especially to like kids
0: Exactly, you know, and so I volunteer with trans children, mm-hmm. and they they come into my youth groups very very happy, go lucky, and you know we we don't talk about them being trans, we mm-hmm. obviously reference it, but really it's just a youth group, yeah. to play games, do arts and crafts, just be a kid. Yeah, they just yeah. happen to all be trans, mm-hmm. um, okay. but I've seen the real like mood change in them as well, so it's been quite. Challenging for me as a youth worker to sort of like step up to that because I'm an activist, so I typically comment when things are in happen, the news yeah. And then I have to bespoke it for corporates to understand mm-hmm. in yeah. a way that goes, Okay, so why should we care about it? Because it's the workplace, mm. and then when I go to kids and you know it's inner child healing for me, and I just get to be a big kid and mm-hmm. play games, mm-hmm. I then have to. Prepare myself for one of them asking me, yeah. you know, Tate. I saw this in the news. Should I be? Yeah. Should I be upset? But I think the reason I do what I do is obviously to give that trans male visibility. Mm-hmm in the world in corporates wherever we're just lacking everywhere mm. but also give someone for the kids to look up to yeah so they're let's they're talk about that some these these these, um, yeah.
1: voluntary work that you do so what
0: is what is that what does that look like so I volunteer with gender intelligence youth groups yeah. so they're a fantastic charity for trans people mm-hmm. aged 8 to 30 and similar to mermaids in that they do uh, support groups mm-hmm. and other charities that supports trans children but they do one-to-one support for parents and guardians they do mm-hmm residential Mm -hmm. camps they do swimming groups Mm -hmm. they do specific groups for trans people of color trans femme i mean it's fantastic Mm -hmm. so they consider everything and when i volunteered with their residential camps as well they've always onboarded extra people to help with neurodivergent Wow. children as well That's which great. i think is fantastic mm. so intersectionality is really important to them which really aligns with mm. my values so yeah. i've i started volunteering with them mm. because i needed to meet other trans people mm-hmm. oh. i didn't have any support what network I? when i moved from essex to london no so friends no right. apart mm. from like work friends yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't really count they were more like acquaintances yeah yeah and i thought i need to find my community because mm-hmm. obviously i had none, mm-hmm. none in essex i mean being like the token gay back there Mm. yeah (laughs) yeah i've come here and i was like right i need to find community i want to volunteer i want to start giving something back whilst i'm transitioning Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to be around children because i just Mm. i just love working Mm -hmm. with them Mm. and like i said it's inner child healing it's so wholesome it's so fun one saturday a month and you just get to you know give them some trans joy. draw it yeah, yeah. that's yeah. four hours that's so nice that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you didn't have that when you was like you was growing
1: up and maybe feeling the ways that you were feeling and no. you didn't have that support so it's really nice that you're able to give that to Thank these you. kids mm. that are coming up and might yeah. be confused and might be, need a chat and like yeah. all these things there's so much like confusion when you're growing up and like you're questioning certain things about yourself and yeah, you're getting to exactly. know yourself as yeah. somebody who isn't what everyone around you thinks you are yeah. and i think that it's nice that you're there to validate them like the kids are
0: so important the children the children we need to nurture the children (laughs) yeah yeah like because your brain is like a sponge Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everything and also people tend to invalidate children Mm. When they come with questions, yeah, because how many times did we hear, mm-hmm. Oh, you're just going through puberty, yeah, yeah. it's just puberty, yeah. everyone experiences mm-hmm. yeah. it. It's like, Well, no, this particular question I have, especially if we're LGBT, mm-hmm. is not down to puberty, actually. Yeah. So, if mm-hmm. these kids can come into another space where they see children just like them, mm. there's no pressure, um, and then they get to see adults. Trans adults yeah. who work, who are successful, yep. who thrive, who are happy, mm-hmm. so that they, they can look at the horrible yeah. news we're seeing and go, well, that doesn't matter yeah. because I've seen this work um, yeah. yeah. Do you know,
1: it's, it's it feels like it's a very weird thing to say, but there is also a beauty in seeing... Elderly queer people, Mm -hmm. because it's not something you see all the time. Mm. It just isn't. So, like, when you see an older trans man, especially like old and grey, it makes
0: me want to cry. Yeah. I saw a lovely photo on Instagram. This photography exhibition of an elderly trans man and his scars, his top surgery scars, were still visible. Mm. And he had this lovely Santa Claus-esque beard, and he was all grey. And Aww. and it was he was on a beach, and it was just one of the most beautiful mm. things I've ever seen. Cause yeah. I've only ever met. One elderly trans guy in my life, and that was at a support group mm. very early in my transition. But it's so funny because he was he was fifty, mm. but I thought he was like twenty seven. It <laughs> <laughs> just goes to show the power of testosterone. Yeah, he'll start puberty later, right? You um, know, mm-hmm. and uh, he was chuffed. And I said, "No, seriously, I thought you were." So I might have actually met elder trans guys Yeah, but I think he they're just, like fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I, do
1: you know what that reminds me? I did. I saw quite recently, within the last month or so. It was someone such transition in their, like, 60s oh, or so. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. I was obsessed with yeah. that. I was like, this is amazing. I love that they were even being so unapologetic about it yeah. and it was interesting to see how even at that age some family members wouldn't accept and also it was also i was happy they were being open about it to the, in a public way because yeah. there must be so many people around that age group who don't have the information who just feel like oh, i've lived this long there's yeah. no point really yeah. and to see that must be so inspiring mm-hmm. you know i
0: know and i think my advice would be to, to anyone, it doesn't matter how old you are, to start living your life authentically. Mm-hmm. Just go for it. I mean, my my story was rocky in that I realised at 16, had to go back into the closet for two years. I just wasn't ready. Yeah. I didn't have family support. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I thought that actually 20, 21 was quite late for me. And then I see these stories and I go, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Mm. You know, life could have turned out completely different. Right. Now mm-hmm. some people who don't transition until late 20s uh, or or do it in their in their early teens i mm. mean it's every trans person's story is so different yeah. but mm. the the pattern there is you know you've just got to go for it because everyone's Mm -hmm. life path is completely Completely different different. so when you're ready when you're confident Mm no matter what age you are Mm -hmm. just go for it like what what have you got to lose yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah. for real true like Mm -hmm.
1: what what was it that that gave you that sort of final push like i'm gonna do this like because i'm sure obviously when you're thinking about doing it and there's all these reasons why you shouldn't you know you're thinking about all these with oh my family you know what people will think of me what was that like final push that was like okay fuck it
0: you know what it was? It was actually a date I went on with a girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember it was in Waterloo. We went to the theatre. We got a drink afterwards. And um, I was presenting female, but obviously mask, mm-hmm. because I knew that I needed to transition because when I went back into the closet, I, I sort of played off as, oh, I'm just androgynous, maybe mm. that was just okay. a phase. Okay. Mm-hmm. So people presumed that I was just a uh, lesbian, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not how I identified. Yeah. But that didn't sit with people's you know, view of me. So I was out on this date with this girl presenting female, you know, she, her pronouns. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wasn't being myself. Right. I was being, well, I was acting like a guy, mm-hmm. to be quite frank. And um I just remember the way that she was responding to me and I really thought about like just like really silly things that I did. Like I was I was being so pernickety about having to pay and having to be the gentleman mm-hmm. and being able to walk her home. And then I had to sit with myself like on the train afterwards and go, Why did I just act mm-hmm. that way? Yeah. And why am I annoyed? When people bump into me on the tube that night Mm -hmm. going, oh, sorry, love. Mm. It started really infuriating Mm -hmm. me. And that's when I knew I've got 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 to to transition because you're a man. Yeah. 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 I mean, because I in those two years, I started working. You know, I did everything. I started socializing, partying. You know, I really lived my life to the fullest as female. Mm. And it took like quite a number it was that summer of 2018 actually i spent really confused and i remember like i had a few dates and things and because i thought that's how i'll try and figure it out Yeah, which is not a good good way to go about no Mm. no um and i I distinctly remember it sitting on that tube going i've got to yeah it was that moment yeah i text i text my my best friend at work who had mm-hmm. no idea about my story that I'd come out before. Mm-hmm. Mm. I told her and she was completely fine with it. Yeah, well,
1: that's nice. Next day at
0: work mm-hmm. and we talked about it on the lunch break and then I put the the wheels in motion
1: yeah Yeah. oh do you know what it it doesn't matter how where it's come from the journey itself is beautiful you know and just the realisation of hey this is who I am and I'm gonna just step into it is so elating Mm. you know yeah and it's just so powerful like you know it's I know it's like it's hard like we always talk about this like wherever you are in the LGBT community I mean there's like you know there's different levels and stuff Mm. like that but it's like it's hard for everybody you know everybody's got their story Mm. and it's hard to really step into your yourself like because there's people around you that have expectations of you and they see you your life going in one direction and you're doing sort of like to them a complete 180 and you don't want to disappoint people you don't want to let them down but you always have to put yourself first like Mm. you matter the most like if you're unhappy like everything around you just like falls like dominoes like it just doesn't work mm. it absolutely does not work you yeah. have to put yourself happy you have to put your joy happy like nothing else
0: compares nothing else matters like that's the honest truth that's perfect way yeah. of summing it up and as someone who had stereotypes mm-hmm. you know pushed on them particularly growing up you know in a very hyper mask essex environment mm-hmm. you know as soon as i came out it was but you never showed any signs, but you never played football. Right. Mm. You know, how can you possibly... But all men play football. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. You don't realise how many people consider these stereotypes yeah. into you yeah. transition like I do. And it was like, well, you can't be a bloke if you act this way. I mean, look at your haircut. You know, are you sure you're not a lesbian? Are you sure you're not this? Are you sure you're not that? And then you How start, can they
1: say that when David Beckham exists?
0: Know. Yeah, <laughs> like, like honestly? I like me come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. There's hairstyles. <laughs> is it? Like... Trust me. I know. But well, you should see me pre-T to, to up to now. I've, I've been through nearly all of them. <laughs> I mean, I've been there on the t-shirt. But... Yeah, and then you start working, and then you put all these expectations mm-hmm. on yourself. Like, oh, I don't want to have to tell people in the workplace now. Oh, I'm too embarrassed to tell my friends. Like, yeah. I can't stress enough. And I mean, you've summed up perfectly. But you have to put yourself. First, mm, absolutely, as easy as it is, mm. like you do only get one shot at this life. You
1: do, as we know it. I mean, if people are actually even after lives and all sorts, but as right, we know as it, we this know is the it, one. You only <laughs> get one life. Yeah, yeah, got to live it to the fullest. Yeah, earlier on, you were talking about how you realize you gain, like you start to have like a. A toxic masculinity mm. you start to realize stuff like that and the privilege male privilege you got how was it getting your real head around and mentally accepting these new things that society perceived you as maybe or or, you. or like even just having the, the, having a different type of privilege you know what i'm saying so like how was that like accepting all that
0: well the privilege came first and i remember it being just a couple of weeks into me taking testosterone mm-hmm. and i mean i always look masculine anyway but the stark Memory for me is me walking back from the train station late at night, and seeing a girl look behind, be scared of me, mm-hmm. and cross the road. Oh, yeah, and I thought, oh my wow. goodness, yeah, that used to be me. Yeah, yep, yeah. <laughs> yes. And then it's the roles completely reversed. Yeah, mm. so I got into the habit of um, uh, falling behind a few steps back crossing the road because i don't want any woman to yeah i did yeah um that was the first moment i realized and then getting into taxis and instead of the and it would typically be a gentleman uh looking at me in the rearview mirror doing a 10 second you know is she attractive or not assessment Mm -hmm. all right mate you watched the footy last night Mm -hmm. yeah i found Okay, now I command respect. Yeah. Just based off my aesthetic. And then slowly but surely, the more spaces I entered with other men, whether that be an off license or a barber's, it was all right, mate, how are you? You know. Mm. Oh, so where are you from? I haven't seen you before. You know, there yeah. was there was that instant respect as I came in. Right. But then it was like I want to initiate a friendship with you because you're a man as well. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, there was a lot of lad, a lot of mate rather than love. Mm-hmm. Um, so the mm-hmm. language completely changed. But it it really was that. And I've always been very susceptible to the way people treat me. And I can always work out what people are thinking. So presenting female, you know, I got into, you know, a, a pattern of realising when a man was looking at me and going, oh, you know, and going, right, I've got to get out of this situation. Yeah. right. And then mm. that's been replaced with, "Did you watch the photo? You're right. You remind me of That's me, so interesting. Yeah, self. I've got a son. You're right. Yeah, yeah. that is really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Like
1: especially like the language because I don't know. Like it's just like do do men actually like women? Like I just because <laughs> Upt- do you know what I mean? Like
0: what I've, I've it's always
1: anything. about attraction. It's always about how yeah. attracted they are to a woman. Completely. Do you know what I mean? It's just so weird. I know, mm. and I
0: see. I witness men doing it when I'm around yeah. mm. I have to put them in check mm. because there are still, even after the me too movement and, and everything we're discussing, whether that's misogyny or whatever, yeah. men still go, Oh, she's nice. Isn't she showing a bit of leg? Yeah. Oh, you know, things like that. And it's like, are we, you know, is this like 90s? <laughs> yeah. It's <90s culture, laughs> yeah. magazine. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, Nuts magazine. I, I can't, I can't be dealing with it. And then, um, the toxic masculinity mm. soon came mm. uh, as i started transitioning as soon as you tell someone you take testosterone they think you go to the gym mm. <laughs> yeah, that's true yeah do you, yeah. you want to get how much you you bench mm. Yeah. i'll tell you yeah <laughs> <to the gym? laughs> do you want to get big like arnie then no I'm yeah i am thank yeah. you and then men started inviting me to the gym to the gym uh, do you want to join our football team? Oh, yeah. Do you want to come like, to the yeah. pub and play darts with us on the lunch Not break? Not darts. When did I tell you that? <laughs> like, think of the most stereotypical thing. Yeah. Mm. And that is what men Have asked me. I think it's all
1: a bit like fake. I just think that it's performative. It's so performative.
0: (sighs) Is performative because Mm. you're not
1: you're not like born liking these things. You know, it's society that's telling you, oh, you you you, because you're a boy, you're supposed to like sports, you're supposed to like football, and no, not necessarily. And then
0: in turn, because people have learned this, when you do come out as trans, Mm. but you say I'm mass presenting, people then go, but how can you be? Because they're thinking of those exact Mm. stereotypes. So you have to unlearn these behaviours. But equally, as trans men, we have to unlearn these behaviours. Yeah. Because, listen... I had my thoughts at the beginning of my transition. Mm-hmm. I thought, right, I've got to look this way. I've got to look big, mm-hmm. muscly, like a bloke. Have a beard, tattoos. Oh, I'm not going to be seen as a man in this world. Mm-hmm. And actually, well, as I've felt the effect of the hormones, once I had the top surgery and got settled within my mm-hmm. body, broadened out a bit, mm-hmm. went up in size and T-shirts. So I thought, actually, this is all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. going <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. to look like Tom no. Hardy.
1: Yeah, yeah, you have to go do 30k no. dumbbell incline <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <can> press. <laughs> you know (laughs) it's actually fine it's not every every single person has to be like that even before like I used to um, stalk like this trans male people on Instagram all the time Mm -hmm. because I had a little time but I wasn't really I was trying to understand my gender expression and where I fit in that as well before Mm -hmm. so when I was a child I did come out as trans when I was a child Mm -hmm. and it was very short lived Mm -hmm. um, because nobody even paid attention to me anyway it was like (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, was mum was like, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. (laughs) So that was that. But it's just, I didn't have language for whoever, whatever I end up, whatever I am now, basically. Mm. Okay. And in that, I used to follow like on Instagram, like all these trans males, but they were all American though, because I couldn't really find British ones. Yeah. Yeah. So they were all American. And what I did notice, they all used to go to the gym. Mm. I used to, a lot of them used to go to the gym. And I used to appreciate the ones who were just themselves in their trans bodies, yeah. you know. They didn't really feel like they had to go to the gym because now mm. they identified as men and things like that or play basketball because, they you know, it's American, not British yeah. and things like that. But I did have a... a t- I used to stalk with them all the time. I still follow some of them, yeah, but... Yeah. I
0: ask what what year was this? Because
1: so... Similarities. Th- I want to say this was, like, early 2010s. Yeah,
0: because the reason I ask, I felt like... It's, between 2010 and 2015, mm-hmm. there was a lot of these American FTM YouTubers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. A lot of them. The Ty Turner was one of the best guys. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. would then inspire other trans men yeah. to get into the gym. Yeah. The, the guy that, that did it for me made me realise I was trans because mm. I didn't have the language. Was, mm. uh, bless him, a very slim white Canadian guy named Benton Sorensen. I think I know who you're talking about. Men, very yeah. innocent, ended up not making videos anymore. Yeah. And he was just a real uh, refresh from what I was seeing, all that hyper mass stuff. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with it, yeah. it just aligned with me mm-hmm. and what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But like you, all American. Mm-hmm. There were only yeah. two, Alex Bertie, uh, British trans guy, and someone called Jamie Dodger, if yeah. you remember. yeah absolutely no one so you can imagine what that does to someone and this is why it's so important to talk about it and representation Mm -hmm. because the problem you had was that you were trying to find this label and you kept coming up against stereotypical Mm -hmm. characters yeah i found that language but then i couldn't find someone who was in the same social demographic as me yeah even someone who was in the uk Mm -hmm. it would have been nice if even if it was someone from essex or Mm -hmm. A working class background, or I could see them actively grafting, not just existing on mm-hmm. YouTube. Because for a while, and that's why it took me so long to to come out, mm. was because it was just limited to YouTube. And yeah. yeah, where I didn't even see any film characters apart from what Hillary Swank in Boys Don't Cry. Which yeah, problematic in itself. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. American, mm-hmm. yeah, right, yeah. And, and a horrible story because mm-hmm. it ends in mm-hmm. tragedy. Yeah. and positive trans male stories. Mm-hmm. And, um yeah, and it's still to this day, I mean, I struggle with that online representation because it's gone from YouTubers now to models. Mm. There's a big boom in trans models now, which is mm. fantastic, especially trans masculine. Yeah. You know, it's all the rage now because you can get more work looking androgynous, mm. which I love for them. But still, for someone like me who is look because I, I still look for role models to this day yeah or if i think back if i was you know still trying to look for representation yeah and i saw all of that i'd be like that's not why oh, i don't look models? yeah, like a model, yeah. So am i going to pass am mm. i going to be able to transition am i going to be able to find a good job yeah mm-hmm. if i don't look like that mm-hmm. and that's why i still am in the corporate space doing what i do yeah because you know, there just is no visibility in the in the business world, and there are a lot of trans women that I look up to who are CEOs, particularly in financial services, which is just fantastic. Yeah, but no out trans, trans yeah. Yeah. CEOs. It's
1: actually true. Like yeah. I, you're saying that, and I actually, I'm trying to think. Can I think of anyone? And I can't.
0: And you know, if if anyone can contest, I'd love to be proven wrong. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Love to be surprised. Yeah. But As far as I know. Yeah i i don't know and also Mm. a a journalist from pink news that i'm good friends with reached out to me a couple of months ago to actually ask Mm me Mm -hmm. because he was doing a piece about trans entrepreneurs and business leaders and he said i'm i'm missing some trans men here
1: yeah
0: yeah what what are those conversations like when those
1: trans men come up to you and they're like um i've actually gone back into the closet like what are the what are those conversations
0: like um, well, it's upsetting for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's very melancholy. Mm. You know, they come up and they're usually very quiet right. mm. and they go, you know, hi and they introduce themselves and they say, or oh, just to let you know, I'm a trans guy as mm. well. Um, and then I usually say, Oh, okay. So are you doing anything internally? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm not out. You know, um. I am. Um, well, I actually uploaded an Instagram reel mm-hmm. of a trans man from the 90s um, a couple of months ago. And he was really, really big in the sociology space and actually quite well known, a quite well known professor. And I got a message from him to ask me to take it down uh-huh. because he's gone back into the closet. Oh, really? Oh wow. And he said his uh, in-laws don't know so he said can you please protect the privacy of Uh, of my family i said of course yeah yeah immediately but i just thought you know oh "Oh my goodness and it was just so striking for me and really Mm. really resonates with what i see after my lunch and learns because like i say a lot of trans men do come up to me afterwards Mm. and they'll say they'll reveal their identity but they won't be out or they'll have come out but have then gone back into Mm -hmm. the closet so in that particular workplace they haven't needed to come out at Mm. all because i either they felt like they needed to come out or something bad has happened to them mm-hmm. Yeah. or they've just gone, you know what? I it's just, just want to live as a man. Yeah. yeah. And and I reckon I'll probably come to mm-hmm. a place mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. That's fine mm-hmm. because our identities all evolve. Mm-hmm. Um. But it does make me sad because I mm-hmm. reckon that's why we don't have any trans male yeah. representation. Yeah. I reckon we must, we must statistically have, you have to. trans male CEOs. Yeah. We have we to. to. Exactly. There has we to be a handful. To. Yeah, no, they, Yeah, there has to be yeah. a, in in
1: in bank
0: and all them areas. Yeah. They must be they're, a handful. There probably, yeah. yeah. probably is. Yeah, they're probably is. Yeah, probably is. But then it would be counterproductive of me, like with what. Premier League footballers are trying to do by trying mm. to do a call to action to get them to come out. You know, yeah. yeah, very
1: counterproductive. No, but that's yeah. also yeah. like that. coming out as well. Like it's also a personal thing, and it's yeah. their choice and all of that. It would be lovely if they did come out and there was more representation. But at the same time, their journey is their journey. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. it's, it's, it's it's personal choice. It's up to you. So but it would be nice. Just don't want to. Yeah. 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 That's
0: okay. I've worked in a law firm where we were looking at the diversity monitoring data and you know this woman had put lesbian on the Mm. monitoring form they they contacted her afterwards and said oh yeah you're a partner she was a very well-known partner in Mm -hmm. this law firm and they said you know would you be interested in coming out getting involved with the lgbt network no, it's not my personality. Thanks. I want to go back to work. Fair enough. Fair dues. Mm. Honestly, yeah. fair dues. Yeah. It remind, it, you know what it reminds me of? Like the Jodie Foster generation. Mm. Where it's yeah. like, yeah, this is how I identify someone. Yeah. yeah. And now she's become more open in later life. I yeah. A iconic as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: oh wow i'm just i'm just thinking of all these things in the workplaces i've been through i'm like Mm. (laughs) yeah that makes sense and stuff but we wanted to get into the un delegation role the un delegate so tell us about that like what is it what are you going to be doing just let us know
0: so un do a uh, convention every single year uh, where each of the member states get together to discuss a women's rights and what they're all going to prioritize and the action plans. Mm -hmm. And then you get to hear from organizations, NGOs related to the UN and other activists as well. So typically it's held in New York Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. London. So this is UN Women London. Now, with everything we've been discussing, as you can imagine, over the course of my transition, I'm a bit tired of talking about coming out. Yeah. And what's changed about me physically, Mm -hmm. especially now I'm coming up to five years of my transition. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's going to it's going to complete now. Mm. So it's like I want to I want to give back. The way I want to give back is through gender equality now, Mm -hmm. because like I say, I'm experiencing male privilege, toxic masculinity, and I also experience sexism in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So I want to now leverage my newfound male privilege Mm -hmm. to speak about these experiences. Mm -hmm. So on LinkedIn, they had put out an open call for applications to be delegates, to attend the conference, to listen to on in on 400 sessions. I mean, it's going to be amazing. Oh, wow, okay. Mm -hmm. And network with other activists. So it's going to be all virtual this year to make accessible to Mm -hmm. everybody. Um, But I don't know the number, but I think it was a select few applicants that could join these sessions. And then hopefully you get to go to in-person networking events Mm -hmm. afterwards and continue you know, working with the UN. So it's not a representative role. It's more you attend and you volunteer your time. But there's there's scope for bigger things Mm -hmm. because you'll be meeting with these very important people. Mm. So lucky me. Yeah, uh, got got selected as a as a delegate. What so yeah, March I will be very very booked and busy. <laughs> yeah, We love to hear yeah. that. Yeah, speaking around International Women's <laughs> yeah. Day anyway, because mm-hmm. uh, lots of people want me to come into their workplaces and go, right, men, come on, be allies. Yeah, men, listen to me.
1: And the thing is, men listen to men. Yeah, yeah. This is the vicious it. circle. Yeah, it's crazy. I found myself
0: in. Mm-hmm. going into it's irony. I'm going into spaces <laughs> talking about male privilege. Yeah. But they're listening to me because I have male. Op- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they see me as one of them. Mm-hmm. So you're right, and they will listen to me. But mm-hmm. listen, I've recognised that. Yeah. But I've got one up on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coming there, yeah. Yeah. guns are blazing, and then I hit them with right. I don't think you realise that you know you have an event late at night after mm-hmm. work. Have you thought about how women are getting mm-hmm. home and the and the wow you think about conflicts yeah. and things like that? And they go, oh my god, mm-hmm. you No, know, I've been very very fortunate that I've made a lot of men reconsider what they think masculinity to be. I love that. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I'm telling men Mm -hmm. how to be masculine. I mean, that would be a bit ironic with my name being Tate and all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling them just, reconsider the stereotypes yeah, what you've yeah. learned unlearned those and I think doing this work with the UN is going to make me a stronger gender equality advocate as mm-hmm. well so I'm really really excited about it and I've already began to network with some of the advocates who are going to be in these rooms and I'm, I'm just so excited to, awesome. to learn yeah. more about this space and, mm-hmm. and how I could possibly change this yeah arena as well and get more men on board as allies mm. yeah i think this is going to be my my calling
1: yeah do you know what i didn't even really necessarily think about that as a calling mm-hmm. because of where i identify i wouldn't think about it as a calling but it's true yeah. men do listen to men yeah.
0: <laughs> like, i found that niche just like mm-hmm. i found the gap with the mm-hmm. policies you know and i've got that down now that's my bread and butter mm-hmm. speaking mm. consulting on language and writing policies for businesses yeah now this is the space where mm-hmm. i can make a lot of impact in because over the years what workplaces expect from trans educators and speakers has changed before it would be okay give us the rundown of terminology and what transition mm-hmm. it looks like now it's uh oh okay We had that language, but now we don't know what to say because there's so much anti-trans rhetoric in the press and there's gender Mm. criticals coming into the workplace. What do we do? But now, a lot of my work this year has been, can you talk to differences in treatment? Mm. Can you talk about your experiences of sexism in the workplace? Because I was working Mm. in the most stereotypical female job ever. Yeah, legal legal secretary, yeah. And... You know, I don't know if you've seen the movie Nine to Five with Dolly Parton, but mm-hmm. all of those things that happen in that movie happened to mm. me times ten. Yeah, you know, the knocking the files over to look at my chest. Crazy. You know, the inappropriate comments. <sighs> you know, even yeah. being shouted. Bring back the memories. Of job, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and I, th- I think a lot of women can resonate with it mm. and be- become more vocal about it. And I'm just gonna go for it. Yeah, now, yeah. Because I want men to check themselves. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. you know, we've had this Me Too movement, but this language still exists in the workplace. Mm. Here. And then it filters, as we know, into social circles and yeah. whatnot. And, I, yeah, I don't want men to think that, that this is okay. Of
1: course. Yeah. When you go into these corporate um, spaces and give talks and policy yeah. um, advice, mm. I know, so a question that we get when we do talks is to advise, like, the HR okay. how to onboard queer people. So yeah. in for you, how would it be to an onboard trans people? Is that a question you even get at all?
0: I don't get asked that specifically, but I do get asked around what do we put on the forms? Mm. Okay. And uh, I mean, for me, it's very easy because all I have to do is go, okay, well, you want to make sure you put MX as well. Mm-hmm. And you want to give a space for someone to declare their gender identity if they want to. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, don't. And then, and then additionally for the sexualities, don't just have Gay, by straight, you know, mm-hmm. you want to encompass the whole spectrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then also take into account confidentiality. Uh, so I get asked a lot about that the actual oh. language to put on the forms. And then what do we do if someone's passport doesn't match or right. their expression doesn't okay. match the name they've given? Uh, commonly, I'll get asked, someone hasn't given us a title and that's where you have to go. OK, I love that you've reached out to me mm-hmm. in my capacity as a consultant. Um, but I, I think you should just ask. Awesome. Mm. Oh, we noticed that you didn't pop a title on there because that could be just an innocent mistake yeah it doesn't mean mm. someone's outed themselves as trans yeah and that has happened to me before where mm. i've given someone that advice and that person turned out to mm. not be trans anyway they so just didn't so put anything down to be yeah. so so careful mm-hmm.
1: mm. yeah. yeah we always get questions about onboarding mm-hmm. and so even when we've we've already made some slides already pre-made some we just edit it according to where we're going some if we need to do that yeah. and we just include it onboarding on that because we always get asked about onboarding mm-hmm. and We always normally say things like, um, because we always talk about how people need to feel included before they've even applied for the job. Yeah. You know, or it needs to, have to be a
0: quality at yeah. line, about protected characteristics. I mean, come on, the yeah. Yeah. And
1: that goes through your social media pages. For me, before I apply for jobs, if I even order all the food from Uber Eats, I look to see if they're what Instagram page, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and going on not to see if they're allies, but I just want to see what the food looks yeah. like. Yeah. But yeah. if I would have somewhere, I do wanna see Did you acknowledge yeah. um International Women's Week. I do wanna yeah. see Did you acknowledge yeah. Pride? Yeah. I wanna see these things on your page and see yeah. what did you do about that as well. Like what kind yeah. of Awareness are you bringing outside of the actual work there is? Mm-hmm. And so we would just like, we always say, like, do things like that, yeah. and also making sure it comes from a genuine place. And I want to see When I go for the website I want to see people That look differently On the website mm-hmm. All types of different identities right. And I don't want to see um, Stock images either yeah. <laughs> Stock images yeah. You know Because it's not going to be Representative of what is Actually in the business yeah. So we always go From that angle Then we also Obviously we talk about Like there being Non-gender toilets as well And just not using pronouns Until you are sure Until you know yeah. Putting pronouns In the um, In your signatures we As well Yeah Yep yeah. Mm-hmm Stuff, right. And just things like that, and we just we and it's, it's 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 crazy because people always turn around and they've just learned so much things to us that are just second nature. It
0: feels like they've just I learned so much. Sometimes I feel bad getting paid. <laughs> yeah, because man, it's, because it's I awesome. think this is so. you yeah. could have gone on Stonewall, but that's what I get paid. Mm. Yeah, he listen people don't know mm-hmm. i mean bless them they really don't know what to say yeah, they, they don't. don't even know don't. where to look mm-hmm. so we can signpost them to that and you know how it is they're, they're so grateful yeah they are. They i mean are. that to them is like hitting the mother yeah so
1: like, honestly after, yeah. after after these like sort of like especially these corporate talks I'm, yeah they're so like thankful and grateful they I act like, 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 yeah, water into yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I love it I remember we did one, oh, we did one. Do you remember the one we went to? We took lots of beer. They had lots oh, yeah. of beer out. Oh, yeah, the gaming place. Uh, yeah, ah, they were not that one. No. Um, the other, for oh, their gaming as well. There was something media. All oh, right. And they gave us like a, um, I don't want to say the company name, yeah. they gave us like a water flask, a notebook, a tote bag, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of that. Mm-hmm. And they had all these snacks and stuff. Yeah. That particular talk... A lot of people came to that one, which mm. I like it when lots of people show up too. When yeah. sh- your, a lot of your employees come to the talks, yeah. it shows
0: that they care. Well, they're showing up as allies. Yeah, as allies, yeah. Like literally. Yeah. yeah, like it's so...
1: And also, obviously, when you, this particular one had a lot of queer people in the workplace. Mm-hmm. They, you can see those flags. Those pride flags are not there just because it was pride. They've been yeah. there. You yeah. can see the dust. And I love that you can yeah. see the dust on them. And there were so many questions that day. And obviously, because we're black as well, a lot of people... Ask questions about that And combined with our queerness too And even we Not only speak to people who are allies But we also speak to people who are queer as well They also learn something too We often learn things from them One of the talks we did Remember like some people come out to you Somebody came out At the talk in front of everybody yeah, do you remember the, they were sitting in the front and they were just like, "Yeah, I'm queer," mm. and that it's not something I've said at work mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Remember that. I remember yeah. That. yeah, yeah. And but I did love that well i don't know what happened the next day at work but in that moment it didn't nobody really made it a thing mm. it was like just like, give them their space no at moment. all <gasps> like no. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, looked, I looked around the crowd to see if anyone's looking at them like darting eyes yeah, like, yeah, and looking at each other yeah, like
0: good i got yeah.
1: and there was none of that and i just i love that i just love it when they're genuine they're there for mm. genuine reasons yeah. you know not just there to show up but they just they're there for genuine reasons and also that like we can make people feel safe do you know what I mean? Because I think that's the same with you, Tate. Like, I feel like, because even just from watching your videos and have, not having met you, I can, I, can f- I can feel safe because I can see it's genuine and what you're saying is real and what you're saying is true. Like, that matters. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then I think that's why when we go to spaces, where you go to you go to spaces and people are like, i got to have Tate. Like, all the companies are like, I've mm. got to have Tate. Because, yeah. do you love repeat business? Do I so. repeat business when they come back? Like, oh, you did a talk last time. Yeah, yeah, come and Do another one. That is yeah. one thing I mm. get a lot. Yeah,
0: of, and I recognise it is because you know. I, well, I'm a very nice guy. I'm a very mm. glass half full activist. Mm. Yeah, I like to shout and screaming and get out <laughs> really? I'm quite a tame activist yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know because he was that kind yeah. as well <laughs> yeah when <I> go, <laughs> but when I go and speak that that is actually one thing that, that comes up so thank you that, yeah. that does mean a lot yeah. I think I make people feel very calm mm-hmm. um, I think people like the way that I speak mm. and the way that I convey things yeah. as well mm-hmm. and also I package it up very nicely and and it's digestible yeah, it is digestible absolutely. you know yeah. uh, I don't want to just throw a load of language Mm -hmm. at people you know i always actually signpost them to those sort of links to glossaries and Mm -hmm. things after Mm -hmm. i'm not here to be a trainer which is why i've chosen to do lunch and learns and panels Mm -hmm. and fireside chats and i love to get into topics whether it be unpacking masculinity gender equality or or testosterone mm-hmm. and, and how that's changed me actually mentally and my confidence rather than just physically, you know, rather mm-hmm. than just standing there and giving my coming out yeah. story because no one's <laughs> going to <laughs> learn. It. No one's, yeah. no one's going to learn from yeah. it. It's, just a, it's yeah. just a bit of
1: gossip for them. Yeah. Really?
0: It's, exactly. tea, like, yeah. it's, it's invasive. Yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. We know it was something so personal mm-hmm. about you as well. And I always used to start my lunch and learns that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've sort of, I kind, of, I kind of have to think of myself as a comedian in a way and I have to redo my act every couple of years. Yeah. So over Christmas, I rehearsed my new Lunch and mm-hmm. Learn and I did it without that big 15-minute chunk in the beginning about my coming out yeah. story, yeah. running away from Essex and things mm-hmm. like yeah. that. It's not relevant. No, it's no not. one needs to hear it. And all yeah. it does is makes me then deflated because mm-hmm. I've given you something so personal. Mm-hmm. And then I go... 30 minutes now yeah. to feel, and now I've got yeah. to teach you about allyship and, yeah. I and be, I and be happy my about it yeah. Yeah. to this conversation because yeah, right. I've just basically told my sub story. yeah all
1: yeah. we, we do say like when your platform is based on your identity mm-hmm. it's very hard it is very it's hard it's really hard you need to draw the line between this trauma porn and, mm-hmm. and just like pouring your whole self yeah. to strangers yeah. and because you also when you do that you don't know how you're going to be met mm-hmm. as well like you could, you could do all of that and you could be so heartfelt and you just you just made of an empty energy. Yeah. And that's disheartening in, in yeah. itself as well. So we always say you have to be careful and we always say, listen, we are doing this because we want to do it for a greater good. Mm-hmm. So don't take the piss. Yeah. like so you, don't you, take don't, the you, don't, you don't have to do this. We don't have to do what we're doing. We do it because we want to do it and we enjoy it. And we don't necessarily have to give everything to you like all parts of ourselves to you we get to pick and choose mm-hmm. what we give to you yeah. what you know about us and i definitely feel like some things should remain private it's mine you can't yeah. have that i've got it's much mine. better
0: at doing yeah because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there were points where maybe i could have left out certain points of my transition mm-hmm. no one needed to know that about me yeah but then equally i found that you know when it would be the innocent coming out story mm-hmm. People ask and then as soon as you tell them your family choose not to support you mm. and that's their problem, people get very, very awkward because yeah. that doesn't match the story that they've heard traditionally mm. and that trans people know from the age of two. Yeah. Let's welcome them. <laughs> yeah. And go, Yeah. I always knew Han. let Let's let's <laughs> go. Let's <laughs> Do this yeah that does not happen Mm. in real life yeah oh
1: god but to wrap up what advice would you give to any trans person walking into a corporate space and wanted to be open about their identity
0: Mm. good question i would say um make sure they have everything in place that you need So a policy for what transition is going to look like for you. And it doesn't have to be just medically transitioning. You know, can you can you come out? Can you change your name Mm -hmm. and your pronouns easily on the HR system, for example? Um, Get a support network in place. I can't stress it enough. Mm -hmm. Like me, you know, didn't have that family base coming Mm -hmm. into coming into London, just had acquaintances and colleagues. Join the LGBT network if you can try and scope out who's supportive, who can become like close friends. And then, you know, you can start to come out to them yeah, and um, get that support behind you because you're going to need it mm-hmm. yeah. in the tough times. When mm-hmm. you come into that workplace, you've seen a negative news story and now you've got to sit at your desk and play happy days from, mm. from nine to five and uh, make sure you're, you're comfortable, yeah. you're in a good space in your life. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to have it all together, you have to have a relationship and things are going well at home and you've got a blossoming career and you've got the salary you want because trust me, I had none of that yeah. when I began to transition. All I knew is I've got to do this now, mm-hmm. I've got to do this for myself. So if you feel like that as well, mm-hmm. you've just got to go for it. And, yeah. and when you get that dedication you everything else will fall into place. Yeah. Trust me, you will find that money to fund that private medical healthcare appointment. Mm. You will fundraise for your surgery. You know, yeah. you will get that support that you need, you know. And and all of that confidence mm-hmm. and that lovely aura you're putting out there is just going to attract people to want to support you. Yeah. And once you come out for me anyway, things things get start getting better
1: yeah oh that's a lovely advice yeah. guys listen to tape <laughs> that is lovely advice thank you so much thank for coming we really enjoyed. appreciate it. this was that. such a lovely episode yeah. i, I like it love, i really enjoyed it yeah i like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. thanks for listening guys make sure you use the hashtag tutus podcast and conversation on twitter review us like subscribe you know you know how the drill goes do all of that and until next week peace